asynchronous work is a simple concept. Do as much as you can with what you have. Document everything. Transfer ownership of the project to the next person. Then start working on something else. This idea of asynchronous work as opposed to synchronous work is important to understand. And I'm going to explain to you the differences and why we're so set on synchronous work as opposed to asynchronous ways of communicating. Renata Bernardi, and this is the Job Hunting Podcast, where I interview experts and professionals and discuss issues that are important for job hunters and those who are working to advance their careers. So make sure that you subscribe and follow, and let's dive right in. One of the biggest problems that we face as professionals that work full-time is finding the time in our lives to focus on job searching and career planning. There just isn't enough hours in the day. And I have found with clients and people that reach out to me for advice that since the pandemic with remote work and hybrid work, even though there are many upsides to that way of working, the downside has been excessive long hours working in your current job that really doesn't allow you any extra time to do the job search or the career planning that you want to do. So if you can relate to what I just said, this episode is for you. We're going to talk about tools and changes of mindset that you can incorporate in your day-to-day to with time, free up you to do other things. It may not be job searching. It may be something else entirely. And I'm okay with that because I think the benefits of these ideas and tools that I'm going to share with you today can be used for several things, not just job searching, right? You might need some free time to just rest and relax or spend time with family. Whatever it is that you need to do is fine by me. One of the things that I believe we as individuals working in the corporate sector haven't totally embraced yet is the idea of asynchronous work style. So what is asynchronous work? I love this quote from somebody I follow on uh, Twitter. His name is Preston. And this is what he said. Asynchronous work is a simple concept. Do as much as you can with what you have document everything, transfer ownership of the project to the next person, then start working on something else. This idea of asynchronous work as opposed to synchronous work is important to understand. And I'm going to explain to you the differences and why we're so set on synchronous work as opposed to asynchronous ways of communicating. So the way that we work in an async way, I'm going to just use async as a shorthand, usually is via email. And that's not really the best way to do asynchronous communications. So emails are fine. Text messages are fine. But for example, adopting instant messaging like Slack, or in my case, I use Microsoft Teams to work with my team. 
and also leaving people voicemails on WhatsApp or your phone. My favorite, you know, video messaging and all the types of async communications that you may have at work. For example, if at work you use a tool like Asana, Trello or Notion, which are project management tools, that is really important to help people that work with you and help you work remotely in a hybrid way. And it's the way of the future. Some people believe that the all remote work is the future of work. So embracing async communication as opposed to sync communication is what's going to make that work for all of us. So what is sync communication? Sync communications is phone calls, video calls like Zooms, on-site team meetings, conversations with your co-workers. It's when you're face-to-face with them, either in person or via Zoom or via phone. That is a much harder way of communicating when everybody's working remotely. You may have people overseas, interstate, different time zones. Once, once you adopt a all-remote workforce as well, some people may find that they are more productive during the night. If they have young children, for example, they need to take them to school, bring back from school. M- meeting those meeting hours is not as easily done. And I think that all of these things are not problematic. They're just things we need to adapt for in a modern world. Asynchronous communication is way more flexible and it can be just as productive. I understand the need to sync communications from time to time. I don't question the need for that. But I believe that 90% of your time during your week, you can easily communicate with your employees, with your employers by doing asynchronous communication. It can make you a better communicator as well. You can prepare things in advance, make sure that you're sending all the right messages and you can make lists and then record that video message, for example, which is what I do very often with my clients. I love doing it. It's so efficient and I can showcase things to them on the screen. So I often use a tool called Loom and I will share with them, let's say, a screen with their resumes or a screen with their LinkedIn profile. If I'm working with my team, I will share a screen with the planner that we have, you know, a link to our project and there will be a little circle with my face so it's a bit more human and a bit more personal as well and we will go through what needs to be done differently in that resume in their LinkedIn profile or if I'm talking to my team with our planning for the week. So that really is how I think asynchronous communication can be way more efficient and it can be done at whatever time suits you. It's also very authentic. I don't think that there is any issues with async communication if it's done intentionally and mindfully and, of course, tailored to the individual you're sending it to. That's why I really like video messages because I usually tailor it to the recipient and I do special, very personal videos for my clients and for people that work with me 
on a very regular basis. And it takes me only a few minutes. It's very easy to use. I think that there are other platforms out there, but I find Loom very efficient. You can also keep all of those little videos in a library. So if you're doing a how-to and showing people how to use something at work, you can just save that. So the next time you have to show that same thing again, you can send that video again and again. So you can have a little library of how-to videos and it will be great for onboarding teams, onboarding staff members. Yeah, so I find that really beneficial and a time-saving exercise for me personally. So one of the other ways that I use async style of communicating with people is when I'm trying to book sync meetings. <laughs> so I find booking meetings incredibly tedious. I find it really hard to do. It was the biggest problem that I had when I started working independently as a career coach. And I have very quickly adopted a calendar system. I use Calendly now, but there are other calendar systems out there that you can choose from. And I find that many people have an issue with that. So I wanted to address that. It is incredibly efficient. Okay, so any issues that we have with scheduling being a bit rude. I, I know that some people think it's rude to send a calendar link to ask somebody else to book their own time in your schedule. I think we need to just get over that, frankly. And of course, I think that there are ways of sending it depending on who you're sending it to, that makes all the difference. So yes, there is a status quo balance that we need to keep in mind when we are sending our calendar link invitation to people. So for example, I have several links in my Calendly for different individuals. If I'm sending a calendar link to a client to book a coaching session with me, I'm making it clear to them that if they can't find a time in my calendar, they should email me straight away or even call me straight away so that we can find a time together. These people are my clients. They have paid me to work with them. So if they have an emergency and they need to book a time with me, I don't want them to be constrained by the times that they see available on my Calendly. If there isn't a time there that suits them, that's totally okay. Just get in touch with me. So I understand the power balance there with my clients and their needs and how busy they are and how I need to support them no matter what. That's the same situation for my Calendly for one-on-one -on -one coaching sessions. I stated very clearly that if this is an emergency or you cannot find a time in my calendar, please email me so that we can find a time together. And what it does is it's, you know, sort of filters and it's a self-selecting process. If you're not in a hurry, you will definitely find time in my calendar. There will be plenty of opportunities for you to connect with me. But if there is an issue, if it's an emergency and if you need to talk to me straight away, then reach out to me. But it saves me so much time. I'd say that about 
80% of everyone can find a time in my calendar. And those that can't have real important reasons why they can't. And it's fine. Just reach out to me and we will find a time together. That's the same with my podcast uh, guest link. So I have guests on my podcast that reach out to me from time to time, inviting themselves to speak. And I assess their fit with the podcast philosophy and what we stand for and if they are a good fit I send them a link to book a time for the interview and I have specific instructions there as well you know please book four weeks from now to allow me enough time to understand what you know your business or read your book or whatever it is that they need to promote through the podcast so I think it's important to explain that in the calendar invitation when you send it out and you can certainly do that when you're sending out your emails with a calendar link. You can have templates that you copy paste in your email to explain why you have that calendar link. And if it's easier for them, please, you know, use it. Or if not, just propose a couple of times that will suit them. And, you know, being flexible, especially if you're managing up, is really important, right? So I really believe that Calendly and other calendar scheduling systems are the way to go to organize our synchronous communications in the future. And we shouldn't feel constrained by it or feel like because somebody sent you a link, they're being rude. I know that some people think that. Even Calendly put out a very nice etiquette uh, PDF file on how to write um, emails to include the calendar link in a way that doesn't really rub people off the wrong way. Knowing your audience and knowing who you're writing to and sending the link to is really important. But finding ways to facilitate those synchronous communications in a way that doesn't take two, three, four emails backwards and forwards trying to find a time is also really important. I have a client who has recently tried to book um, some important meetings with other stakeholders internally in her organization. And it got so complicated that, you know, she really felt quite upset about it. And it has been harder and harder to book those meetings now because nobody's around in the office anymore. Everybody's working remotely. So finding ways around it become really a must for professionals. So, yes, I think if you manage your synchronous communications, your meetings in a way that is easier for you and also easier for your team is really important. And if you start adopting asynchronous communications as part of your way of working in the future is really the most important thing that you can do to allocate time for life to happen <laughs> and for you not to be glued to your desk at all times. So what are my favorite asynchronous communication tools? Like I said before, video messaging is my favorite by far. And I'm a big fan of Loom. Loom is L-O-O-M. I know that there are other applications as well, but Loom is by far my favorite. And I have mentioned it in this podcast before. If I know which episode, I will put the link below. 
but that is my favorite. The other one that I have been using a lot lately, we have implemented the Microsoft Teams and chat with our team and I have found it incredibly beneficial. It has really emptied my inbox and it made it much easier for me to work with my team members. So I think that that is something that if your company has it and you haven't been using, then it's probably beneficial for you to start being an, an, an adopter. It could be Slack, it could be Teams. I find that most of my clients use Microsoft Teams and I would strongly recommend that you log in first thing in the day, send everybody, you know, welcome. My recommendation is to not wait until you need something from somebody to log into your messaging app. I would recommend that you do that first thing in the day. Send everybody a good morning a message and let them know what you're working in or with today and keep them up to date as you go through your day sending messages on that instant messaging app that you use at work to communicate with your team. I also have found that some teams enjoy using WhatsApp depending on the country or just the culture of the place, the audio messages and text messages in a team WhatsApp is really beneficial and, and it can really help. It's something that you can do on the go on your phone very easily, of course. So that could also be beneficial to you. Okay, so how do you implement asynchronous communication at work? It's important for you to either champion it and advocate for it if it's not there, or if it's there, that you adopt it and use it thoroughly. So you have to figure out at what stage of asynchronous communication style and adoption your organization is currently in. If you are in a position where you, you are the implementer, the step one will be to decide which parts of the work that you do can be done in an async comms way and implementing those first steps with your team, determining which things can be done async versus sync. I have a client that recently decided to cancel all of their upcoming meetings and only have meetings when things really need are urgent or there's an emergency. People can come to their calendar invite and book a time. So there's plenty of time in their calendar now because all the meetings have been cancelled, which is fantastic. So she has decided that that's the way she will work in the future. Everything will be asynchronous the communication it's not that the communication isn't there it is there and it's very thorough and detailed and tailored as I mentioned before it's just not in a meeting format so she will send information to her team in that async way and she also expects the team to send communications back to her in an async way but if there is a need to have a one-on-one -on face-to-face via Zoom or Teams or phone call, it's easy to reach her because her calendar is not 
bogged down with meetings and there is always time for people to reach out to her. In fact, she has allocated, I think, a couple of hours during the day where people can always book a meeting with her if they need. And she's using something like Calendly. It's not Calendly. It's something else, but it's working for her really, really well. So, you know, as a step two would be to decide how you will use asynchronous communication. So let's say you've brainstormed with your team different ways of adopting async communication, outlining to the team and identifying things that can be done async and things that really need to be decided face-to-face using synchronous communication is really important. And that's new policy that we probably don't have yet. I don't think many organizations have created policies or guidelines about asynchronous and synchronous communications. Maybe this is something that you might need to take up and do with your team or for the organization at large. Identifying the different ways that asynchronous communication can happen and the different tools that you will be using as a team is really important because the problem with asynchronous communication done without guidelines and policies is that people will use different types of asynchronous communication and it can get really messy, right? So you want to identify, for example, we will only be using Loom and Teams or we will only be using Slack and WhatsApp. Those are the two ways, right? I find it really confusing for me. And usually when I have new clients, they don't yet know how to reach out to me. And I have some clients that tend to write very long messages to me on my phone. And I I have to then tell them next time I meet them, look, I prefer our async communication to be done this way. Otherwise, it's too many different ways. You know, if there are clients that send me LinkedIn messages or email messages or phone messages, it's very confusing to me and hard for me to keep track. So I usually work with them on one or two ways that we can communicate async that works best for for me. I usually have 15 to 20 private clients at any one time. So as you can imagine, I really need to make sure I don't miss anything by not giving them clear guidelines and maybe missing out on something that they sent me. And then the final step is to make sure that you organize some synchronous communications from time to time. And it doesn't even need to be about work. It just needs to build rapport, to build interaction and socialize with your team. So from time to time, never forget that there is a reason why we meet. There is a reason why we need to see people face to face. And that is to build trust, to get to know people and work better with them in the long run. So even if it's building a synchronous team meeting to socialize at the end of the week and talk to each other, it doesn't even have to be about work. In fact, I would recommend it not being about work, leaving all the work comms to be async and the fun comms to be sync. That would be really my recommendation because it builds better culture and socializing with your co-workers helps the team become high performing. 
I hope you have enjoyed this short episode. I have recorded it with a bit of COVID. Fortunately, I have finally, after what, three and a half years, got my first bout of of COVID-19. And it's been a bit difficult to record, but I really wanted to do it for you. And I hope you have enjoyed learning about asynchronous communication styles and the importance of building the guidelines around it and creating then with time. It's not going to happen overnight, but with time, I find that you will have more time to yourself and then more time to potentially look for that new job and plan your career and maybe even find time to work with me. And if you want to know more about the work that I do, please go to my website. There will be a link to it in the episode show notes below, or you can go to renatabernardi.com, R-E-N-A-T-A-B-E-R-N-A-R-D-E.com. I'll see you there. Bye for now.